Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hey, this is Eric. I want to apologize because we have had some audio trouble and uh, the audio didn't come out great on this, but we don't want to just delete it because we think it's great content. So bear with us and hope you can learn something out of it. Hi, I'm Eric Engel with another episode of The Marriage Mentor. I'm here with my, as you can see, beautiful, <laughs> fantastically talented wife with her jar of lunch green, what, <laughs> green juice. It looks like grasshopper juice, but I know it's very healthy for you. It gives me superpowers. So... Tell me about what we got going on today. Today, we're continuing on in our series, The Foundations of a Biblical Marriage and Family. And in today's episode, it is the biblical role of a husband. That's cool stuff right there. Roles are important. In fact, when we were talking about this series, what sparked it was something I had read on Facebook. Um, It was a Christian site that talks about marriage. And they were asking, hey, what what would you guys like us to write on next? And um, somebody put out there the biblical roles. And the guy's like, whoa, oh, that's like inflammatory. We don't want to touch that. And I'm like, dude, you don't need to apologize for scripture. Okay, you don't. You don't, but uh, obviously people do all the time. I hear pastors. Yeah. And you know what? And you're going to get me on, uh, I know. Uh, on, a a trail. Ra- on a rabbit trail. But I hear pastors on the radio apologizing when they have to teach on biblical roles. Yeah. And mainly when they have to teach about women's biblical roles. or Well, but, and they are in a tough spot because they're a man teaching on that. Yeah, boo-hoo. But get over it. Yes. It's, it, you don't that's, need that's to water part, down. The, that's part of manning up, right? It is, but it is very difficult to bring a biblical message to the women of today. I understand, but apologizing for God's word, it's God's word. You know, let let him take the heat on it. I understand that. So that's why I bring, I bring the message to women because it's, um, they, not that they want to hear it, but it's easier for them to hear it from a woman. Right. Okay. So, but we're not talking about the women today, are we? No. Today, it's it's the man. The biblical role of a husband. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what is it? What is it? Well, number one is to love her. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's why we got married. Because I felt loved. You felt loved. Right. As a matter of fact, I remember when I told you I loved you, that you told me <laughs> to stop saying that. Okay. I did. Okay, so there were some problems there. I, I didn't know how to receive the love. You know, it was very foreign for me to receive such an extravagant love. Okay. Well, you got it now. You're stuck with it. And I'm fine with it. Okay. So he's supposed to love her. Right. Okay. So what does that mean? I mean, from a, from a gal's standpoint, I mean, I, I might think from a guy, oh, yeah, I know what it's like to love, but you might think it's something different. What do you want when oh. it comes to love from your husband? Absolutely. I mean, there is certainly... A, a time that a woman would have to spell out to her husband, this is how I feel loved. Okay, we'll spell it out. How I need to feel loved? Well, I, uh, you talk to women in general, okay, about Christian marriage 
and being loved by your husband, et cetera, et cetera. So what, what do they want? And you know, then we'll talk about if it's right or wrong. It might, it might be totally jacked up what they want. Okay, but what what do women want as far as love from their husband? What does that mean? Well, like? I mean, that is that is a podcast in itself of what does it look like to to love your wife. Okay. I mean, it's. <laughs> well, so what are we doing today? We're talking about the four biblical roles, and we're going to touch on all four of them because it's not just one component. You know, okay. the Bible, it, it's lead, love, protect, provide. Those are four things that a, a biblical husband should be doing. Right. And I know that the viewer or the listener is going to send me an email and say, do you have that written down? Can you send that to me in written form? And yeah, when my next book comes out, it'll be in there. Okay. So, so it's hey, not written down today. Uh, pull out your pencil or, or scratch on your, your iPad or your phone or whatever of what those are. So to love her is number one. And it's Ephesians 525. Husbands love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Ephesians 528. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. And here we go again, Ephesians 5.33. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself. And Colossians 3.19, husband lo- husbands love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I wanted to touch on okay. that a little bit, in a little bit. So we so. got four verses there. First, we got to love you. You as, guys are hard-headed. As Christ. <laughs> Easy, Tiger. <laughs> but we got to love you as Christ loved the church. Impossible. Okay? I mean, that is that is the, the tallest order. The rest of them, if you can do number one, you don't even need to worry about the other three. The right? other three will naturally fall into right? place. Yes. But. To love, uh, you know, because men are hard-headed, okay, that's why the other two... You're not, love. The other three, I'm not. I'm just <laughs> so amiable. But, uh, so anyway, because, <laughs> you're killing me here. Because the guys are hard-headed, they have uh, then the two verses in Ephesians, with, which both say, love your wives as you love yourself. So I guess it's we can assume that guys pretty much love themselves. And by the way, Bible talks about... Well, we about, all do. We do, right. Yeah, we all do. You know, and, and the world out there says, well, you got to love yourself before you can love someone else and all that. Yeah, it's a bunch of garbage. You already love yourself, okay? We already consume with self. Right. If if there's a car coming, you're going to get out of the way. You're, you're going to get out of the middle of the street because you don't want to get hit because you love yourself. Right. Right. So, so anyway, even, you know, and I would even argue an act of suicide is a love for yourself because uh, you love yourself so much that you want to hurt other people, but that's something else. But anyway. You just go to those places, don't you? I do. I love that stuff. So. Okay. We'll continue in a moment. But first, if you're self-employed, own a company or work for a company that would like to grow their business, this message is for you. Hi, this is Eric, and you may know that I'm a sales and marketing consultant. I fix defective marketing and grow businesses and have developed a scientific marketing process called the Total Dominance Marketing Program that allows you to double your business in a year or less. This process uses brain science to connect with your prospect in a way that forces them to pay attention to your marketing and advertising message and come to this one simple conclusion. I would have to be insane to do business with anyone else but you, regardless of price. This is a physical CD program that we normally charge $197 for, 
but I am willing to give you a copy for free. All you need to do is pay $6 for shipping and I will send it to you right away. To check it out and get your free marketing program, just go to freecd.info. Not .com, but .info. That's freecd.info. Because someone is going to dominate. The only question is, will it be you? Unfortunately, we can only make this offer to residents in the United States. So let's get back to the conversation. Okay, so let's go back to as Christ loved the church and laid himself down for her. So let's talk about the creator. The Bible says that, that all things were created by him and for him, including everything, principalities, everything. That means angels and all living beings and everything. And, and it's really interesting because when I first saw that, I thought, well, was Jesus the one who created everything? The Bible says he was the one. And I believe that... Uh, Obviously, when God was walking with Adam in the garden, Jesus is a physical form of God that we have or will ever see. Right. Because God is spirit. Okay. But anyway, uh, as Christ loved the church, so here's the creator of the universe, the one who spoke it into existence, right? Mm -hmm. All things were created by him and for him. And he submitted himself to the creation, which was us. And at any time, he could have said something and stopped whatever was going on because he was God, okay? Is God, but was God as well when he was here in human form. And so this idea that he couldn't do anything, he, he, the Bible says that he laid his life down, okay? So it was an act of his own will. So he laid his life down and he can pick it up anytime he wants. And so he came to the creation, let the creation... Uh, curse him and crucify him and kill him and uh, uh, that's just you know no greater love you know the bible says that no greater love has, has any man than so there's action behind his love him. right okay so the husband who says well i'm not in love with her anymore okay well number one love is not a feeling love is an action okay so he has to figure out in his marriage what does love look like for her to feel loved okay, by well, him all right so since we're talking about the husband's roles and i'm going to talk to the guys hey uh, and i'll just be real sharp here you're an idiot if you tell your wife i don't love you anymore because if you're doing that what you're saying is i choose to be a jerk i choose not to love you it's not a feeling right it's not an infatuation you're just saying that hey i've made a choice that i'm not going to treat you with love anymore well and love is a verb in a loving way right love is a verb it is not the infatuation feelings the butterflies that we had at the beginning of our relationship right Okay, because we naturally, naturally, we would be doing loving things because we're infatuated. That always comes with something new, and it's not just a relationship. Boy, guys get infatuated with a new car, and it could be as in as great of shape in two years, but now it's not new. Right. So I'm not infatuated with anymore. I don't have that feeling. I want a new car. Okay. So, so. he he has to learn as a husband. It is his role to love her. Yes. And the best thing that he could do if he's listening or watching is find out, wife, what is it that I do that makes you feel loved by me? 
Right. Or if I don't do anything, what could I do? Right. To make you feel How can well? I improve in this area? Right. Okay, so this is the opportunity for the wife to really build or inspire or encourage that ongoing love because I am sure that there's there's something that he does that makes her feel loved. Right. And there's something he could do. And we do this with couples all the time. We, uh, we, we walk them through this exercise, and, and we've probably mentioned this before, but, but on a regular basis, husbands and wives, you should ask your spouse, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate our relationship? Not how would I rate you or how would you rate me, but our relationship, okay? And so it would go like this, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate our relationship? I'd probably rate it an eight. An eight, okay. And what can I do? to make that a nine or a 10, okay? And, and then we would come up with that. Right, and you, you would tell me, well, if you just picked up your stinking socks every day. I was gonna would... say, go out on a date. Okay, well, <laughs> okay, whatever it is, okay? If, if we just go out on a date once every week or every two weeks, whatever, uh, I, that would take it to a nine, okay? And so she's telling me, this is the act of love that you can show me that would take our relationship to a higher number. But yeah, it could certainly be, can you pick up your, your shoes or your socks or just that one thing that... Right, but it's an act. It is right? an act, so, and, it, but it might be an attitude. It might be, oh, you're, you've been really grumpy. Can, can you... <laughs> well, once again... Once can you again, tone it down a little bit? Can you... It comes back to an act though. Right. I, I can feel as nasty as I want inside. I don't have to act that way. Right. 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 So obviously we're giving place in our marriage to have some admonishment from the other person, which is not easy to receive. Right. But if men, if they're going to love their wives, it is an action and you find out what those actions are. Now, sometimes women are, uh, they're unreasonable. Oh, Okay. Hands down. I want you to bow down and worship me and, and, you know, lick my boots and kiss my ring and all that sort right. of thing. So, well, well we, we get the idea of being loved and worshipped um, mixed up. Right. They, they're not the same. Right. And you, you as, a, as the wife have to learn how to separate out, am I asking you to worship me? Or am I asking you to love me? Well, we talked about that in past podcasts about the different types of marriages. Right. And, uh, so so it's always a that, heart but... check that the wife has to do. Uh, I know when I was that young mom, I would have been just thrilled to death if you, hey, here's how you could love me. Can you bathe the kids and put them to bed? I mean, it was an act of love for me to just feel like I'm not doing the, the parenting thing on my own. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys another little tip is that when you do things out of love for your wife, like bathe the kids, mm -hmm. I want you to go downstairs or go in after you do that and say, hey, you know what, hon? I washed the, I bathed the kids. And you know why I did that? I did that because I love you. Right. Okay, there's nothing wrong because so many times couples do things and they don't pay attention to what the other one's doing for them. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I did this because I loved you. 
And yeah, without a nasty tone. Right. Not a nasty, <laughs> Not a nasty tone. tone. You can't have the nasty tone there. Not a nasty tone, but I do that when I fix things. You want me to fix something around the house. And so I get to it. I say, hey, did you see what I did? I fixed that door for you. Well, and it's easy for us after so many years of marriage and then just doing life that you take the other person for granted. And that's what what by you pointing out or by me pointing out, hey, I did this for you. It's kind of like a reminder. Pay attention. I'm still here. I'm still trying to show you love in the midst right. of life. Right. You know. Right. Okay. Hey, once again, uh, this one's going a little bit late. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick up next time where we started off. Okay. Okay.